Welcome back. It's another episode of Back on Our Bullshit. I am Fernando. Let's Don't... change the name of the show to Stay on Our Bullshit. Just stay on Our Bullshit. <laughs> and we can do that. We can definitely do that. Staying on the bullshit. Staying on the bullshit. What are we uh, talking about today, Fernando? Today we are talking about The Boys. It is on Amazon Prime. If you do not have Prime, for one, you should have Prime by now. For two, Go talk to somebody who got it. Something. But you need to watch The Boys. I got asked for my password for Amazon, and I was like, I already gave you an HBO password, Mom. <laughs> no, just <laughs> I heard people were cracking down on that right. stuff. It was my friend, Dave, and I, and I told that homie no. But yeah, we're talking about The Doys. Talking about The Doys. Talking about The Doys. Talking about the doys. We're talking about the boys. And the doys. And the doys. Thanks for joining us this week. All right, let's get into it. The boys. The boys. Let me just say, I was actually very surprised with how much I enjoyed the show. I was surprised at how much you enjoyed it too, actually. I really thought I was going to be like, this like hyperactive, overly violent, nonsensical bullshit. I actually really liked the show and I think because they did the smart thing and they made um Aaron Moriarty who plays Annie <laughs> Annie January. I love your superhero names. Um who plays uh oh my god I forgot her superhero name. Starbright? Or Starlight. Starlight, thank yeah. you. Um uh, who plays the superhero Starlight, they made her the main focus. Mm-hmm. Like she I mean, you can make the argument that um, Huey, Huey, yeah, and that Billy Butcher are are the protagonists, but I feel like everybody shares the spotlight. But I feel like the story, when I really think about it, um, they wanted it to be Huey's, but it's actually kind of Starlight. Yeah, um, maybe she shares a bit with Huey. Either way, I'm I, I, I would say it's um, more of a sixty forty. Yeah, leaning towards uh, yeah. Starlight. Kind of like how Game of Thrones for a long time was like. You know, it's an it's an ensemble show, but when you really think about it, the closer you got towards like season eight, towards the ending, you realize, oh no, this is Jon Snow's story. Right. Like he's actually the protagonist yeah. of of this show. Um, but no, I was actually very surprised with how much I liked it. Yeah. Um, I was actually surprised with how much my husband liked it. I thought it was gonna be one of those things where he's like, yeah, I'll totally watch it with you. And then yeah. I look over in the chair and he's asleep. Yeah. So, yeah. but he, no, every episode he was totally engaged with me. So same thing. With, it was uh, really good with my roommate. She actually like binge watched six episodes. We still have like the last two. Mm. Um, I got it. No, you finished it. I finished. I it. finished. It. Oh, okay. okay. I rewatched it. You rewatched like a See, week I later. Mind rewatching. I That's rewatched how much it. I actually yeah, like the exactly. show. I rewatched it with her a week later. That's oh, how much wow. I loved it. And nice. I don't rewatch any shows. I I'll rewatch movies. Yeah. But shows I don't rewatch. Right. But um no, I rewatched it a week later with her and it's we my were cat like yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the cat feet. <laughs> um but I was completely into this show. Yeah. I thought it was so good. Um yeah. I still am laughing at uh, our friend TJ because I, w- I was looking forward to the boys so much mm-hmm. for months. Right. And I remember telling you about it, like, mm-hmm. you know, that I wanted to watch it. And I told him, and he was like, oh, I don't have Amazon, so it looks like something I would watch, but whatever. Mm-hmm. It finally came on. I binge watched it from the, like, it was released at midnight that Thursday night. I watched, <laughs> like, three episodes that night, got up the next morning, went to the gym, came home finished the rest of it before I went I think it took me like, a couple days. I think it took you about three, four days. I didn't even... Because my husband... Like, 
we're a couple. Yeah. We're gross. Yeah. And you know how couples have their own yep. shows. So yep. I couldn't watch it without them. Yep. But... No, I get it. I get it. Um, but I really but wanted yeah, to watch was, it without them. That was definitely one of those. I was like, I'm watching all of this right now. I'm not right. waiting. Um, what about TJ? But I was telling TJ, mm-hmm. after I watched it, I was like, dude, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. He's like, oh, I don't have Amazon. I was like, well, then get it. He's like, no, nah, I don't feel the need to. I don't shop online. I was like, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I used to be one of those people too. But mm-hmm. now I shop more through Amazon and other places online than I do going to the store only because I, our traffic is so bad that when the time comes for me to go to a store, I just don't want to deal with it. I don't want to <laughs> sit in traffic. I don't want to drive to the store. I don't want to be in line. And then have to sit in traffic on the way home because of where I live. Right. Now, I lived, if I lived in a more rural area or lived where the closest, like, Walmart or Target or whatever department mm-hmm. store was How more How far easy. is Target from you? I've never seen one around It's in Bellevue. Factoria and it's right down oh, the street. you got to go to Factoria to go to Target? Yeah, but I live down the street from Factoria. I live halfway between where we work and Factoria. Factoria is only, like, three, four miles away. Yeah, but... I don't um, know. Target's like the McDonald's of retail. I expect there to be one on every corner. Yeah, well. So that's why I'm just kind of like, you got to go three, four miles yeah. out to Target. Yeah, Bellevue's built differently. Well, Bellevue's like the Beverly Hills of, yeah. <laughs> of and, and Seattle. Seattle too, because there's no Walmart in Seattle. Yeah. There's only that Target urban whatever thing. There is a Target um, downtown. Yeah, I used but to anyway. live down the street from there. Um, but but my point is. Mm-hmm. Talking to TJ about it and everything, um, he was like, I don't know if I'll watch. I don't know if I'll watch. I don't know. And mm-hmm. then he goes and he has to house sit for his uh, his co-host for his podcast. He was house sitting. Oh, I remember him. And me he, he was like, well, it. he has Amazon, so I guess I'll watch it. Right. And he's, he goes and he watches like the first couple episodes. And as soon as I see him, the first thing he does, he's wide eyed. He's like, Nando, the boys. I finally watched <laughs> it. I was like good huh he's like oh my god that fucking show and i was like oh so you give me all this shit right week and a half that i'm telling you get amazon it's worth it it's worth it just to watch this show and now that's all he cares about and then uh joe was like man the boys was so good oh i didn't didn't know joe watched it i'm gonna have to talk to him about it he did we spoke about it i want to say either yesterday or last week Mm -hmm. we were talking about it and he was saying um he didn't like the ending I love um, the ending. I love the ending, and that's what I told him. Mm-hmm. I love that the uh, and just so anyone's aware, uh, are we about to spoil? We're, we're going to be spoiling stuff spoilers. here. So if you have not watched the we boys, need, like, a spoiler sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> but like like one of those like nineties or like eighties R and B jams, like whispers. <laughs> if i could find like a kenny rogers whispering spoilers or something like that I i'll do, I'll do it i've all this 80s like rb like weekend girl yeah. and the rain by the juice wow <laughs> like if you've never if you've never mm. heard that song it's amazing watch the music one. video because at the end he kicks his girlfriend out the house and homie just goes ham <laughs> but all right anyway. i have to look for that but yeah, yeah. we're um, about to spoil some shit. Yeah, so. so you've been forewarned. Yeah. Um, I love the ending because one, it went completely away from the comic. First of all, wait. Do you want to start from the beginning before we, we get can to start end? from the beginning? And we're not going to talk about the ending now. I was thinking about that while I was saying that. <laughs> um, but I'm just saying that was my main thing. I loved about the ending was how different it was from the comic ending. 
Okay. Or so this is based off. This is based a off the comic. It's like a comic. Okay. Yeah, this is based off a comic. I it was a, it was a series. It. it was I, a series. I didn't know either. Right. Um, but this series ran for I want to say three years. Okay. Um, one of the so things it's short. I thought. It's pretty yeah, short. it was a pretty short-lived series. Um, and one of the things that I thought was pretty interesting was how they took real world things that have happened and integrated it in so the in the comic yeah okay so in say. the comic because the show makes super, it seem like it's own its own world its own universe right. well but also they don't mention 9-11 of course right right in the comic or in the show right but the writers basically borrowed from uh the tragic events of 9-11 for the scene where the plane crashes. So where the superheroes are trying to get integrated into the military, the military is pushing back on it. Congress is pushing mm-hmm. back and everything like that. So when um, their handler finds out about this plane that has been hijacked, that's why in the show, the Middle, the middle Eastern people with box cutters because it is them borrowing from 9-11. Mm. So in the show... You have these Middle Eastern terrorists who have taken over this aircraft. And, Wait, hold on. Let's yeah. start from the beginning. What's okay. the show about? Okay. The show is about this man who is with his girl, and she is run through by a superhero. I mean, completely ran through. <laughs> okay. So the show, okay. The show ran, is about this really There are milk- two stories about someone's woman getting ran through, and they end totally differently. Right. Oh, my God. Uh, Billy Butcher's wife. Uh, dies at the hand of, or she has disappeared. At Hold on, homie. Because You're of what happened around. with. Let uh, me fix this. <laughs> uh, yeah, please. Yeah. All right. So the show starts with this character Huey. We meet. By the way, the boys is produced by um, Seth Rogen and his um, producing partner Ever- Evan Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been producing stuff together for a very long time. So the show starts with this um, milk toast kind of. Not cowardly, but just very. Oh, he was cowardly. His dad. A little bit cowardly. It. His yeah, dad tells but him that, that comes later. Yeah. Um, but very bland kid. Very sweet. Mm-hmm. Very nice kid. You immediately like him. Um, yes, he is cow. Yeah, you're right. He, um, and in the beginning, they established that he's cowardly because the conversation he has with his girlfriend on the street is, "Did you ask for the raise?" Mm-hmm. And he didn't. By the way, he's also a huge fanboy. Mm-hmm. So in this universe, superheroes exist, and they exist. Publicly and openly, mm-hmm. but more so they're treated as celebrities than they are anything else. Yeah. Like they have merchandise and events and like, movies. you know, movies. Yeah. Um, uh, they're owned by this company called Vought, which, yeah. um, by the way, I saw an interview with Seth Rogen about this and he was just like, we don't want... Like, we love Marvel, so this isn't like a take on them. Mm-hmm. It's actually more of a take on DC. Yeah. <laughs> so... They're owned by this company called Vault, which is their version of an evil DC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, and they have a handler played by Elizabeth Shue, who, um, she acts as, as everything to them, a mother, PR, agent, all this kind of things. But anyway, so, um, Huey is, in the beginning, innocently standing on the street, having a conversation with his girlfriend, and then all of a sudden, bitch ain't there no more. Yeah. And there's just blood everywhere. And what happened was one of the superheroes... A-Train. A-Train, thank you. I was about to look his name up. Mm -hmm. Um, A-Train 
whose um, superpower is super speed, mm-hmm. literally runs through this girl. Mm-hmm. He was going so fast and wasn't paying enough attention to notice her that he ran through her and she was nothing but blood and guts on the street. Mm-hmm. Um, and he stopped for literally half a second, but juiced up on whatever. Yeah. He, he couldn't... He, he didn't stop to really, you know, think about what he did or be sorrowful about it, what have you. Kept going where he was going. Mm-hmm. We later find out where he was going. Yes. And um, what he was taking. And what he was taking. So, uh, to just simplify things, Huey's upset that um, Vaught basically wants to buy him off mm-hmm. about his girlfriend's death. He feels like that they are not... Uh, apologetic enough and what have you so he demands an apology from A-Train he gets barely one A-Train gives him one that's forced Um, and uh, he meets up with this guy named Billy Butcher who claims to be an FBI agent first off if I, if you meet somebody in America who's in law enforcement and they have an accent, they lying. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do that here. Yeah. We don't do that. We do not. Like, that's literally a thing we do not do. I remember watching Bridesmaids and Chris O'Dowd plays a cop in it. And I'm like, and they address it for literally five seconds, but then brush it off. I'm like, yeah. that fool can't be a cop in America. You have to be American born to be in law enforcement. Like, that's literally a rule. <laughs> it's like how you have to be over 35 to run for president. Like, yeah. that's just not a thing we do. So clearly, immediately, I knew whoever the hell Billy, uh, Billy Butcher was saying he is, he wasn't. Yeah. So long story short, Billy Butcher um, tells him that he knows a way to get revenge on these superheroes who killed his girlfriend, who leaves Huey distraught and blah, blah, blah. And Huey decides to go on this mission with him. And Frenchie, who is a friend of Billy Butcher's, and Mother's Milk, who's also mm-hmm. a friend of Billy Butcher's, um, who and all of them hate superheroes. So their whole yeah. whole thing is to try and take down Vault and um, the Seven, which they are called, which are basically the Justice, Justice League. League. Yeah. I was about to say Avengers, but like that ain't right. No. <laughs> the Justice League. That's why they're of seven this of country. Them. Ah, didn't even notice that. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. Oh yeah. There is a second story going along, and that is the story of uh, Starlight. This really sweet, nice little girl from Kansas who who just wants to save lives and be yep. good. And she auditions. This is how corporate their superhero life is. And I love that. Yeah. I love that. Because it was just very much like, if superheroes were real, this is exactly mm-hmm. what would happen. So she auditions to be a part of the seven. She gets in, and it just does not go the way she wants. She gets sexually assaulted. She gets berated. She gets ignored. She gets told to change who she is. Mm -hmm. She gets threatened a lot. I was expecting at some point for this girl to go ham and just kill everybody, but she kept staying strong and trying to be true to herself. And every time she thought she was doing something good or she believed in something, like she found, like, I I love the episode where she goes to that, um, christ festival or whatever that christian festival Mm -hmm. and she's like oh i used to love coming here as a kid and it feels like home and then she kind of realizes that like these people are full of shit and that she's not that person anymore so you've got these two stories between starlight um annie and huey um who converge because they meet and part of um billy butcher's plan is to get huey to befriend starlight in order Mm -hmm. to integrate into the seven and take down Homelander, who is the Superman of that mm-hmm. group, 
and also the villain of the entire show, which yeah. I thought was fucking dope. Yeah. Take it away, buddy. Okay, so uh, Billy Butcher's wife got ran through as well. <laughs> and that is why she is gone. Uh, Billy Butcher's on this like mission of crusade. revenge for yeah, a crusade is more like it because his wife disappeared after being sexually assaulted by Homelander, and so he's like, she's either dead or they have her in hiding somewhere. So mm-hmm. that I mean, that's his motivation. I mean, he's he's out for revenge, and you can yeah. see how it clouds his judgment. I thought they did a really good job of showing that. He was trying to keep all the pieces together and he was their leader, but he was still very unhinged because of what happened to him. Uh, as the show goes on, like you start to see how obsessed he is with Homelander. Where See, and that's what I yeah. mean. From the beginning, I knew he, he, he just had this obsessive mind because, he, first of all, he was lying to his friends. Right. And they immediately did want no part. As much as they hated superheroes, right. they wanted no part of his bullshit and right. kept trying to get Huey to back out. They're right. like, you don't, wanna, <laughs> you don't want these problems. Yeah. You don't want this life. Yeah. Everyone kept telling Huey to leave, and Huey's like, no, he's like, I can handle I can it. Get. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm willing to pay any price. And Mother's Milk even says, like, you sure? Right. You know what I mean? Because we all have to pay a heavy price. And I mean, Billy's crazy and he only cares about one thing yeah. and he will get you killed. Yeah. Just to try to get, and he came just very to try close. to hurt Homelander. Yeah. Because he even knows he can't kill Homelander. That's what I thought was really crazy by the end is he admits, I know I can't kill you. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to hurt you. Right. And it's like, so you're willing to give your life just to hurt right. this unkillable being. You right. know, like, I thought that was really crazy. Um, I I loved pretty much everything about the show. I, I loved the premise of showing what superheroes or people with powers what they would look like in our type of society. Um, I did not realize until towards the end where there were no super villains. It was just well, that's normal the whole people. that's the whole thing of the show. The superheroes. Right are the fucking villains and True. they do some villainous they do shit but oh my god that big reveal that homelander is the ultimate villain the one who has been sneaking out compound v which is the drug that gives these superheroes their powers that's why a train ran through ran Huey's through uh girlfriend yes he was hopped up on a drug that's um specifically made for superheroes which elevates their powers right. more than it already right. is. Yeah. Which is so, why he literally can run through a girl. Right. So, I mean, the way that these superheroes are made, which is the reason that there are no villains, is because they're made in a lab. Mm-hmm. They're born That's also as normal reveal. humans. This is yeah. tons of reveals Yeah, they're born show. as normal humans. Compound V is injected into them over time and that's how their powers develop. Starlight so once finds they that become, out at yeah. one point that which her was, mom which was did crazy. That. Yeah. that was a great I, I I don't have I only have one issue with this show and it's a tiny small fucking issue that doesn't even matter. I thoroughly enjoyed everything about the show. All the reveals, how mm-hmm. it happens, like I'm so excited Except- for season two. Oh, um Queen Maeve, who is the Wonder Woman character, yeah. was never out of costume. Right, but neither was oh, Homelander. Oh, neither was Homelander, yeah. But there's a reason Homelander's never out of costume. He's not that big. Is that He's not that big of comics? a guy. No, or... I mean in real life. The actor who was playing oh, him is up. not a large character. He's not I mean he's not a large human being. He's tall. Right. But he's not 
that fit. He's more lean and toned. Okay. The the actor who is actually playing the deep, who is the their play on Aquaman, Chase Crawford from Gossip Girl. <laughs> never seen it, the, never knew it, but right, he is the actually deep who is the Aquaman of the group, right? And he is actually bigger than the person who is playing what? Homelander. Chase Crawford's that, lean. Though. Yeah, but you you look at like the size of his arms and everything like that. He has muscular tone to him, huh. but the actor who plays Homelander is just all lean. He's just all lean. If you look at like the press junkers form, he was actually well. I think maybe he's just one of those people that can't naturally put on a lot of Muscle. bulk. Oh yeah, because um, okay. he was also the lead actor in the show called Banshee that was on Cinemax. That I heard. Uh, okay, I've heard yeah. of that show. Yeah. Um, I didn't even think Cinemax was still a thing. Yeah, it's still. A and thing. it wasn't until after I finished all the episodes of The Boys, I was just like, where did they find some of these right. actors? I know Chase Crawford. I know the woman who plays Queen Maeve. So I looked up, you know, the guy who played Homelander mm-hmm. and he's, you know, that he was the lead on that show, yeah. Banshee. But if you also, one of the things with DC is that Wonder Woman is also almost never out of costume. Same mm-hmm. thing with Superman. Same thing with, well, well Superman has an alter ego. He has an alter ego, but like as the comments go on, you don't see him in that alter ego as much. Mm. That's why I like the part where he actually tells Starlight, like I gave up on my alter ego years ago. Cause he's like, oh, I, yeah. I am just Homelander at this point. Like yeah. I gave up on that. Like that was his explanation for why he's always in costume. Cause he's like, well, this is all I am now. Yeah. And same thing with Maeve. Like she allowed herself to become what Vaught wanted her to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a woman who, she's either bisexual or she's just lesbian who played a bisexual. I think she's bisexual because she had, her and Homelander used to be together. Right, they used to be together, but it seemed like that was that something was that Vaught put into, oh, okay, into yeah. place. It or, might have been. I yeah, I think that Homelander was interested. He was like, you know, this is someone who's on my level, so it'd be easier for me to be with her. And he probably mentioned it, and they were like, well, let's make it happen. We'll take the two strongest members and make them a couple, which is something that happens in, um, you know, the DC universe a lot between Superman and Wonder Woman. They right. did it because of that. That makes sense. Um, but you could see from her conversation with her ex-girlfriend, like, that's who she wanted to be. She just chose what Vaught and her her powers made her as opposed to just being happy with this woman that she really wanted to be with. Right. You know, so I thought that was like, well, she I thought was, it was really she, good. She used to be what Starlight is. Right. And then Vault basically was like, wise up, bitch. Yeah. Like, you know, get your head out of the clouds and this naive shit. Do what we tell you to do if you still want to be a part of this team. True. And so she just became this gross corporate entity instead of the actual superhero she's supposed to be. Right. But I think that her sexuality was part of that. Like, it's harder for like, them to... I didn't feel like anybody was... Um, no, I'm saying, like, from the corporate world... Telling her world, to downplay The that. corporate world, they're looking at it like, well, if we can't tell little girls that it's okay to be a lesbian. We can't tell little kids that it's okay to be gay. Corporate world says that didn't didn't in the when she showed up drunk to her ex-girlfriend's place didn't the girlfriend mention that like she had to hide all the time yeah. or something okay. but that's but okay. and that's my point is saying that she probably came in all wide-eyed and wanting to help and everything like that and I thinking that it's okay for me girls. to be yeah. right yeah. and then they were like no we can't sell a right. lesbian you have to be straight and this actually works better if we put you at homelander right but then she didn't like herself being with him and he probably didn't like who she was being with him either because mm-hmm. he keeps 
it seems like he keeps saying to her about them not dating as a jab at her. Not that he broke up with her, but more that she left him. Like, well, well that's we could what still I be got. together. We I, could still be yeah. together. This is your decision. I always decision. got the impression that Queen Maeve is the one that ended her relationship yeah, with him. I'm pretty sure. Because he keeps saying, like, well, he's you're either crazy with me. And he says, he's like, you're either with me or you're with no one. You know, right. like, he says that. That that episode or that scene with them on that plane, Jesus, was yes. so good. So like, that brings us back to the point that I was bringing up earlier that I brought up way too early. <laughs> um, so that being borrowed from, you know, our country's history. Um, oh, that superheroes, scene. I'm sorry. The superheroes were supposed to stop the terrorist attack. Oh. But they didn't. They fuck up and the plane crashes, right? Right. So on the show, it just crashes into the ocean. In the comic, it crashes into the Brooklyn Bridge mm-hmm. because the plane was supposed to hit World Trade Center. Right. But okay. they, the superheroes stopped it from hitting what it was supposed to hit, where I think actually it was supposed to hit like the Pentagon or something. But the superheroes stopped that attack, but not fully, and it crashed into the Brooklyn Bridge and blew up Brooklyn Bl- Bridge. Mm-hmm. So in the comics, the bridge is no more. It's just a monument that is gone. They never mm-hmm. rebuild it. Um, I think they build like another bridge or something like that, but the Brooklyn Bridge is never rebuilt. Mm-hmm. And so it's mentioned several times throughout the comic about how that tragedy happened and how those people died and how it destroyed the Brooklyn Bridge and all these lives were lost and everything like that. Um, so I thought it was interesting and smart that the show didn't touch either one of those. Mm. As opposed, because here I am telling you what it's a play on and it's one of the first times you thought of it, I would assume you didn't think that, oh, this is just like 9-11. Mm. Me, when I watched the show, the episode for the first time, I had issue with the fact that they made the terrorist Middle Eastern. I'm like, why do you always got to make the terrorist right. Middle Eastern? Um, but then reading the article about how the comic was, I was like, now I mm. get it. This is supposed to be the superheroes could have stopped 9 11 type right. of deal. Like, right. what would happen if we had corporate superheroes that tried to stop 9 11? Right. Um, Which is interesting. But also, my point, my further point about there being no villains is because this corporation carefully created superheroes that's why there are no supervillains because the only people with powers are the ones that they create right until homelander creates supervillains by creating the captain yeah so now that the captain's out there the biggest reveal of the show is that homelander's been taking v which is the name of that drug Mm -hmm. and going all around the fucking world and distributing it to militias and terrorist mm-hmm. groups and neo-nazis or whoever yeah. anybody any, anybody whose whose job and goal is to be uh, beyond a disruptor but um you know violent and and, and um yeah yeah well, but it also uh, goes but, to show like like the eventuality so, of something like this happening if we ever had the power to create heroes, eventually we're going to create villains. Well, the whole point of Homelander doing that is that, so Vault is trying to get a contract with the U.S. government and that to allow superheroes into the military. Right. Uh, which pissed me off, which was perfect. Because, yeah. like, if that should ever happen, I'd be pissed off, too. Yeah. And all the agencies, all the alphabet agencies, FBI, CIA, NSA, all that shit, they don't want it. Right. Um, 
Which I thought was very interesting right. for them to take that route. Well, that leaves them with nothing. True. Like, what, what's the point of that agency if you got somebody who can do what Homelander Shit, does? Shit, that whole scene where he takes out that entire terror cell that's in that building. Phenomenal scene. <laughs> But, oh man, the so, nerd boy in me, like, yeah. it was so gross. It was though. so good. It was because good, but it was that's gross. because that also showed what a superpowered being would well, yeah. do if they had to take out a terror. So he just walks in, wipes them all out. Yeah, no like American lives were lost, and then know, sends the soldiers like on their way. Yeah, like yeah, you guys are the real heroes, and they're like, but we ain't do nothing, you know? What right. I mean? Like they just felt really helpless, which right. is rare to see in a show or film. Usually. When there's a superpowered being inside of some kind of show or, or film, it ends up being the normal everyday police who get to stand there and look like, oh, we didn't do anything. Like that scene in uh, Hancock where, you know, he shows up and he's like, good job, guys. And they're like, we ain't do shit. You know, like you're <laughs> the one who came in and took all those guys out. You're making this like we're putting our lives on the line. And then you come in and you just take all the glory like thank you for saving our lives but mm-hmm. it's like well what are we even doing this for i think yeah i think what it ultimately comes down to with law enforcement and agencies and stuff like that is uh, basically well we don't need to exist anymore if this thing happens mm-hmm. so anyway vault's um vault is trying to get uh, a government contract and the government is pushing back very hard um they've got a few republicans in their pocket because of course they do um but um, Elizabeth Shue, her character, who's Homelander's personal handler, um, is 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 working these congressmen and everything, trying trying to get this government contract. Homelander reveals that at one point in um, a later episode that um, he's the one that created that superhero that the that captain. super terrorist, the captain. Yeah. By distributing Vault to him in his super t- uh, in his um, terror cell compound V the compound V, yeah. um, and therefore what happened and they end up getting the government contract because you can't soldiers regular everyday soldiers can't fight a super terrorist mm-hmm. you know who can fight a super terrorist a superhero right so therefore they end up getting the government contract um, Homelander's relationship with her what's her name again I gotta look it up. But Homelander's relationship with Elizabeth Shue's character... is Mallory or something? Madeline Stillwater. Madeline Still. Stillwell or Stillwater? Stillwell. Stillwell. Oh my god. First off, I fucking love their gross sexualness. I like I love that he was jealous of her baby because he wanted to be breastfed by her. Like, just like... <laughs> Like, and I knew it. I knew it. When he was watching her pump, like, for yeah. her baby, my husband's like, what the fuck? Why would he watch that? I'm like, it's some breast milk shit. He wants he wants a mommy. It's some mommy shit. And then you later find out that, you know, the superheroes are bred in a lab, and Homelander has never had parents. He was bred in a lab and raised up to be a superhero, which is why he's just an egotistical, gross, narcissistic mm-hmm. dick. Because um, he's never had a childhood, a childhood or the love of a mother and right. father, like a real life. He's he's honestly just a lab rat. Um, and let me tell you something. That's Freudian, like you wouldn't believe, <laughs> and I love it. Like this homie didn't have a mommy, but he, he wants a mommy, yeah. and he doesn't know how to express that except yeah. through sexual gratification with uh, with Elizabeth Shue's character, Madeline Still. <laughs> mm. 
So that whole thing where like, and I thought they were gonna show it. I was like, they about to show this bitch breastfeeding this dude, this grown ass man, and I'm gonna, I'm fixing the, finger the, in the mouth. I was like, I was about to fall out. <laughs> Your face. I, I wish y'all so could see Prudence. I loved I it. My so husband and I were laughing so hard. We're like, do it. Show the whole oh, fucking scene. I mean, yeah, they could have just went ahead and did it, but I was there, so That was never going to happen. There's no way that they would ever pay an actor sure enough I've, to do that. I'm sure I've seen it on a film before. People get paid to suck on titties all the time. Right? I'm sure I've seen a film where Straight someone sucked on a breast. On a breast. As a as if they were an infant, and I know I've seen that. I mean, the little kid did it in Game of Thrones. Right, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, you know, breast milk, breast milk does body good. It makes superheroes. <laughs> Apparently, makes you king of the veil. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, that's king the, of the veil. Yeah, yeah, that's oh just what, the power of breast milk. You know, right? Um, but gosh. there's also a, oh god, there's so much that happens on the show. There's also a character that gets brought up, which is um, they call her female, but what's her? Kimiko. So, Kim Kimiko, right. Yeah. She um she's basically like this wild child um uh superhero that was being held captive that gets freed by Billy Butcher and Huey and mm-hmm. Mother's Milk and Frenchie, their whole the boys. Mm-hmm. Um uh and she ends up becoming um a rom- a romantic interest for Frenchie and they discover that um, by using Haley Joel Osment's character, who's super power, Mesmer, that's his yeah. hero name, whose super power is that he can see someone's past, past. And, and present. No, past. He can, see, he can see someone's past, and what he's discovered is that, which leads us to the whole vault, um, you know, making, or, or Homelander making super terrorists. Mm-hmm. Um, he sees that she was taken from her village and forced into um, a militia, a military, yeah. and then um, made a superhero against her, a super villain, quote, against her own will. Right. Um, escaped. Um, well, no, I'm sorry. She didn't escape. She was um, she was trafficked to the um, to the states. Yeah, she was trafficked to the states by a lady who owned off. a nail salon. Yeah, yeah she and was sold, sold off, off, and then was just. You know, fed Compound V until she became yeah. a villain, but they were basically yeah. just holding her there until the time came that Homelander was ready to use her. Right. Which thankfully they never got to. Right. Um, oh, but, I didn't know that whole. That's why she was being held captive. Oh yeah. Held like he basically for... was letting these villains be created until the time came for him to show them to the world and be like, right. Hey, this is why you need us. Right. It just so happened that when they lost the they lost Kimiko, mm-hmm. he was like, well, we'll just use the Middle Eastern one. Right. You know what I mean, I don't okay. even think he wanted to reveal the Middle Eastern one yet. Right. But because they lost the one that was in their backyard. It was like, well, we, we'll just use the Middle Eastern one since they you right. know, just attacked America. That's the next best thing. Right. Um, the, when it's revealed that she has powers uh, with her fight with that was Black Noir, which actually I thought not was, um, surprising. When she was fighting Black Noir, I was like, this bitch got superpowers. Yeah. Or beforehand. Well, I was like, when she, she was took held out, captive for when a she, reason. When she took out that room of guys, and then the one guy who walks in after she's taken out the rest of the guys, and he looks at her free and is like, And then nah. shoots himself? And shoots yes. himself, like, oh, something's not yes. right there. Yeah, something ain't um, right. But that this fight, milk ain't clean. Right, but that, that fight with uh, Black Noir was really cool because, for one, it was nice to see Black Noir actually do something. Because the rest of the show, he's just supposed to be this... You know the quiet, mysterious it's version hilarious. of Batman. I love that you he never hear sat, his voice. Sat down and played the piano. <laughs> yeah, I love that you never hear his voice. Right. The one time that Homelander's like, "Oh, Black Noir, your turn." The camera turns to him. He looks 
even though you can't see his face, you can tell he looks surprised from right. his body language. It's like, what do you mean me? I don't want to talk right now. Right. And then the camera just moves on to another scene somewhere else. Right. I thought that was interesting. What I also love is if you watch the show, he pops up in other places doing something that doesn't make sense where it's like he's being emotive, but it's because you're not watching him. So the scene with him on the piano is the mm-hmm. only scene where they showcase that he has like emotion mm-hmm. and they want you to see it. But if you look, there are other times in the show where he's like standing behind someone or doing something. I'm about and to do like, it on my rewatch. Oh, it's, yeah, I did. And um, so my roommate caught one that I did not see. I was really upset about. Mm-hmm. I believe it was episode one. Hmm. I believe it was episode one. When uh, Billy Butcher takes Huey to that superhero club and they're walking around and they see Ezekiel with the guys. Right. Well, the point where they're walking past Ezekiel and they're looking at Ezekiel make out with these dudes. When they're walking by, Black Noir is behind them dancing. He's like doing this. He's doing like this weird, like Vogue thing. Like he looks like he's at a house party, like um, like house as in house music. Right. Like Like, he's dancing like that. Right. But that type of music isn't really playing. I don't think. I don't know. (laughs) He's just going ham, and he's right behind them, and they never see him because they're so caught up in what Huey in what Ezekiel's doing. Right. They don't see Black Noir. And Ezekiel, we don't by either. the way, is this um, super Christian superhero who yeah. um, has the same powers as uh, Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, he's very and, stretchy. Yeah. And they introduce him in a scene to... where he uses his stretchiness to his advantage with yeah. his two other gentlemen. Yeah. He had a lot of fun. Um, but... <laughs> but yeah, so there's that scene. And then the scene before he plays piano, um, there's this part where he's... Uh, so. I didn't see this one. My roommate saw this one. I saw the one where he was dancing, but my roommate saw this one. Apparently, when people were walking around like trying to eat hors d'oeuvres off the platters, he's like trying to get one, but the people are walking past him because they don't see him. I think I did see that. And I was like, oh man, it's it's just so cool to see him have like these emotions, but I want to see more. So I actually plan on rewatching the entire series again just to look for Black Noir the entire season. (laughs) Like all eight episodes, I'm just going to be looking to see where Black Noir is. You can do it in two afternoons. Yeah, and uh, season two has been announced that it's going to be eight It eight got announced well. even before the show ended. Right, but like, I'm saying it's going to be eight episodes as well. They yeah. have announced that it's going to be eight episodes. They're going to be filming a huge superhero movie, kind of like Justice League, Avengers-type deal with The Seven. Um, and they're saying that uh, Seth Rogen is supposed to be there as a producer the same way he was in the first season. Mm. Where like he was producing a movie by the deep or someone like that, and he was doing like no a no press no junket. it was Black Noir Black he was Noir doing, yeah he was doing a Black was, Noir movie yeah. and he was doing a press junket yeah. he played himself yeah playing a so producer for Vault yeah so he's <laughs> supposed to come back and do the same thing for this other big superhero movie and they want him to be in there wait wait stop 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 I'm confused. Are, they're actually making a The Boys movie? No, 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 no. Oh, they're okay. making a movie within The Boys. The same way that Seth Rogen was oh, like, okay. oh, this is Black Noir's movie and how they had The Deep had movies and Popclaw had movies. Mm-hmm. They're making a movie about the She seven. had those Skinamax movies and I was yeah. dying. Yeah. Like this movie, this show is so on point yes. with how exactly I would expect... Um, my my husband just texted me shit I forgot Fernando was coming forgot to take the TV off the table. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, 
was so on point with what exactly I would expect like this superhero like living amongst us would be very corporate, very PR driven, mm -hmm. just this entity you can't you can't move. Like they get into arguments about um uh trending on Twitter yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I loved, um, oh God, what is that homie's name? I, I, he's been on two sh TV shows that got canceled and both shows were so good and I was so mad. The black guy who's a part of like her um, PR team Oh, and, and they yeah. have designed um, Starlight's he contest. Keeps getting he keeps on getting on these get good canceled. shows that yeah. get canceled. He was on Better Off Ted, which was good and got yeah. canceled. He was on Timeless, and that was really good and got canceled. Yeah. Um, hopefully he sticks around for the boys. His story during that whole um, superheroes, <laughs> like, um, anonymous. <laughs> Like my husband was dying, yeah. Like without his whole story about it, I was like, "Damn, yeah, no wonder you gotta go to group therapy." I feel so bad for him, but I love when Butcher just went off and he's like, "You guys are all just sitting around in a circle, still talking about how great these superheroes are, and they don't give a fuck about you guys." Right? Like, get get off it. I was like, "Yeah, get off this shit, man." But here's the thing. Okay, and to to uh, maneuver into that. Billy Butcher is right about what he says about these superheroes mm -hmm. completely. They're garbage. Yeah. Um, with the exception of Starlight. Especially the Deep. Um, I mean, yes, Homelander is just a, a vile human being. But the Deep, like, sexually assaulted Starlight on her mm -hmm. first day there. Mm -hmm. Like, dick out, suck it, or not be a part of the team. And then, but I, the show does a good job of... Not making you feel bad for him at all, but mm -hmm. like laughing at the circumstances that happened to him because of that afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I love that conversation with him and the dolphin in the in the van because like he he's so mad that everybody thinks he fucks these dolphins, and then in that conversation you find out yeah, yeah he fucks yeah. the dolphins. Yeah. Um, I do like though when he took his shirt off, he has gills. Yeah. I thought that was really cool and interesting. I thought he was just gonna be a human who could do all this. Yeah. Um and. But I like the fact that he's actually part fish. Yeah. And my and husband brought up a good point too assaulted. that like it just sucks that he's such a fucking rapist because he's trying to do all this shit for the environment and yeah. nobody cares. Yeah. And but anyway, um Well they did put this little thing in there not to make you feel bad for him. Right. But they I, I it don't was think almost I will ever like feel a, bad for no, him. No, no. I didn't feel bad for him. I love that he got assaulted too. When old girl, oh, yeah. yeah That's when old girl just went off on him and was like, take it you little bitch. I was right. like, yeah. Take it, you little bitch. After what you did, <laughs> exactly. you deserve all of this times right. 10. Exactly. Um, but the thing that stood out to me with his character, especially when they show him just hit rock bottom and then shave his head. because I like, don't understand why I, he shaved his head. Because though. he just wanted to start over, and I'm pretty sure he's going to try to come back as a different superhero. And I think that's why he shaved My his head. My husband thinks he's trying to disappear into the ocean. That's why he shaved all the hair off of him. He could still disappear into the ocean without that. I think he's gonna try to reinvent himself. I really mm -hmm. do. I think he might. He might even become a villain now. You know, because I think because of everything that's happened a to villain, him. Villain, or he's gonna expose a bunch of shit. I don't think. I think. But I, don't I think those two will go hand in hand. I think he'll expose shit as a villain, mm. um, because the show doesn't have villains yet. He wouldn't be a Captain. good villain, though. I think he would. Do you because... think Aquaman would be a good villain? Yeah. What? How? How? He has the entire ocean, which makes up the majority of our planet. 
Like, but if he decides... But there's one dude who can he, fly with laser eyes and has super true, strength. But I'm talking about a villain to the people, not to other superheroes. There's only so mm. much he could do to other superheroes. But as far as, like, our day-to-day, you can't ship anything anymore. You can't go to the beach anymore. You know what I'm saying? He mm. could mess up all of our water supply, which we need. That's actually like, interesting. I mean, him, like... We need water to survive. Yeah. Our bodies are made up of water. So right. if we get a villain that can control all of that, can control all of the fish population, that, that could be very damaging. You're right. You're it could right. be very damaging. Okay. So I, I hope that I they can, make I him a villain. That. I don't know if the Deep became a villain in the comic. I think they even said, actually, the Deep, if I'm not mistaken, isn't even in the comics. I think he's a character created just for the show. How are you going to have a send-up of the Justice League, but you don't have an Aquaman in your comics? Like, an Aquaman send-up. Well, Aquaman never really got any respect, you know, out of all these years. That's always been a running joke. That's what I love about the joke uh, about the deep on on the boys is yeah. like he gets no respect right. so he tries to demand it through sexually assaulting right. women but they also he gives this exposition about himself which doesn't justify anything that he's done but when he goes off on this whole thing talking i think he was talking to starlight or something like that it was like either just before he got shipped off or right after or something but he starts saying how he came into the seven hoping to be like this you know this hopeful person as well but the moment he got there they immediately just started dogging his ass out and Mm. um he says a train made a joke about him fucking a dolphin Mm -hmm. and and then put like a dolphin stuffed animal in his locker or something Mm -hmm. on his desk or something like that and from there on out that's where the joke started of him fucking dolphins was from the seven Mm -hmm. his people that he was supposed to be like come you know, camaraderie like a team with, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And from day one, they hated him mm-hmm. and said he was a piece of shit, and they don't like him. So then he started callousing over and being a piece of shit behind yeah. closed doors. Give um, a dog a name, you basically. Call, yeah, you call like, somebody a piece he, of shit long enough, they'll be a piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, it's still wrong everything that he did, but he's basically yeah. trying to justify him becoming this person by saying, "Well, this is what they made me." Right. They made me be this person Which is because a I very tried to be a good villainous person. mantra. Of exactly. Like, I'm not a villain or I didn't I wasn't always this way. Yeah. Like Batman made me this yeah. way. Superman I, made me this way. I am way. what you made me. And exactly. that's the way he comes off is like I am what you all made me. I'm still trying to do a good thing cuz even when he does try to like circle back and be like, "Well, let's try to save the ocean and let's save these dolphins blah blah." And um Madeline or whatever mm-hmm. like she even says like, "Okay, Stick to your strengths. Right. Like she literally says that to him. That is his he strength, says, though. Well, no, he says, like, I was thinking. And she's like, oh, you've been thinking? <laughs> Stick to your strengths. Right. Like, I went back and rewatched that part because I was like, did that line cut as hard as I think? Because I didn't mm. hear her say, uh, oh, you've been thinking. Right. Like, I just, I just thought she said, like, stick to your strengths. Like, oh, you're just the fish guy, whatever. Mm-hmm. But she literally was saying, like, no, don't think. Just do what we tell you to do, you know? Right. Like, and then that part where after he assaults Starlight, but they put him on the mission together, and he's like, oh, of oh course, my God, he's next to a dock. that was awful. They yeah. made them do a mission together after yeah. he assaulted her. And then she was, like, dealing with the trauma of it and, and trying to decide what to do. And they knew he was rapey. That's the thing. Everybody knew he was Everyone rapey. He just that. swept it under exactly. the rug. But when he's like, oh, it's, oh, yeah, it's next to the docks. 
They only call me when it's next to water. Blah, blah, <laughs> yeah. blah. Like he's, he's sitting there complaining about how shitty his life is in his eyes. Right. But he's complaining to the person he sexually assaulted. Exactly. That's how so absorbed he is right. into how he views himself and how the world views him that he's not even paying attention to the irreparable damage he did to right. this person and who's standing right next to him. And he something smart to her? Or like she was giving him attitude or ignoring him? And he goes, oh, you're still on about that? Yeah, that's like, what it was. I was like, oh my yeah, God. Because he was complaining and she didn't acknowledge his complaint. Right. Because he's complaining, blah, 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 blah. She, they just want me to make a pretty little dive into the water and punch a couple people, blah, blah, blah. And he looks over and she's just stone-faced. And he's like, what, what's your problem? And that's when that comes out. And it's... Um, I don't know. I, I love that his character just falls apart. Right. <laughs> I no, love that he's thinking he's going to leave whatever And I'm whatever actually shocked he's the only one that's in uh, therapy, but it makes sense. Yeah. Because the rest of them don't think there's anything wrong with them. Yeah. And they're not trying to fix it. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, I want to get to three other things with this really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, one being like what I was starting with the Billy Butcher thing. My issue, um, I actually might have two issues with the show then. I love Carl Urban. I love his Billy Butcher. However, um, he's the only character I don't give a shit about. I love this character. He does it like... I mean, everybody else inspires interest in me. Even even the deep, I'm interested to seeing where where the fuck we go with this. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, so you watch The Big Bang Theory? No. Okay, so there's this one episode where... uh, one of the male character's girlfriends ruins Indiana Jones for him. And she ruins it by telling him that Indiana Jones, because it's one of his favorite movies, and he shows it to her. And she goes, yeah, it was cute. And he's just like, just cute. And then how she ruins it is that she tells him, but he's not integral to the plot at all. Like, everything just happens around him. He's Mm -hmm. just there. And he's like, no, no. And they argue back and forth, and then you find out, like, through their conversation, like, you as a a viewer are just kind of like, holy shit, bitch, don't ruin Indiana Jones for me. And she does. Like, she just, like, points out that he's not necessary. That's how I feel about Carl Urban's character. Mm. They make him necessary to a degree with that huge reveal at the end. Um, And he does pull all these people together. Um, However, I just don't feel like... I, he's not. He's the only character I feel like if you plucked him out of the show, it would not matter. Hmm. I, I felt not the opposite, but I just didn't feel that way. Mm. So my feeling on the Butcher character and why I liked him was the fact that he only had one singular purpose. This guy was on a suicide mission and he knew it from day one. Mm. Um, as I touched on earlier, when he tells Homelander, like, now nah, I know I'm not going to kill you. I know I'm going to die, mm-hmm. but at least I'm going to die knowing I hurt you. By taking when, someone out of your life happened, that you care about. I actually was just like, it's not that I don't like Billy Butcher. Um, I do like him. Yeah. Um, but when that scene happened, right. I was like, oh, okay. Because leading up to then, I was like, y'all need to just leave this man alone. Right. He's crazy. He's got a one-track mind. Right. He's just determined to get you guys killed because he's obsessed with this thing from Homelander. I do know. I totally get it. His wife that he was happily married to, just um, who was, um, what was she, a PR person or um, social media marketing or something like something that? Something like that. For yeah. Vought. Yeah, she ran the social media for the Vought campaign um, for one of the superheroes. Mm-hmm. Like she, she ran like some their B account. level, yeah, some yeah, B she, level superhero from yeah, Vault. She ran their account, he, and Homelander found out about it. And was like, oh, you did a great job. Why don't you run my account? Right. Exactly. Right. And so. 
you know, um, she she gets a job or whatever. And like like Fernando said, um, so basically what happens is Billy Butcher's wife just ups and disappears. Right. And he gets CCTV footage of her sitting on a bench about like, uh, I think he said eight hours. Yeah, it was like eight hours. Eight hours. Her just sitting on the bench, just distraught. And then she Well, she wasn't the... sitting on the bench for eight hours. It oh, was okay. like eight hours after it happened. Eight, okay, yeah, yeah. It was eight hours after it happened. she sat there for like two hours or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Just sitting on the bench, not moving, and then disappeared. And then walked off and disappeared. And no one knows where she is and blah, 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 blah. So he's been on a mission to figure it out. The reason he has such a, like, fucking, I don't, boner for heart, um, from, for Homelander to go after him is because Billy found out that, or he was under the impression that his wife was raped by mm-hmm. Homelander um, when she took over working for him for his social media. Um, uh, once they showed the footage of her leaving that office right. where he supposedly raped her, I was like, nah, 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 this ain't a rape. Yeah. Because she looks more upset and shocked yeah. by herself than she did, like, distraught. Yeah. Not that there's any particular way a rape victim can yeah. look, but I there was some, I was like, something right here, this bitch wasn't raped. And then it's revealed at the end that um, she actually she, got... She's still alive. She's yeah. still alive. And she's pregnant with home, and she was pregnant with Homelander's kid. And the eight years that she's been missing, that kid's grown up to yeah. be uh, a superhero, like right. an eight-year-old little superhero who yeah. has the same powers as Homelander, which gets revealed to Billy Butcher, who thought she was dead or right. what have you. And that whole thing was great. Yeah, I I think I figured that out. Yeah, when they showed the footage of her leaving, leaving the. Um, Homelander's office. Or I had I had a slight feeling that that was what happened after seeing that footage because yeah. I agree with you. She didn't quite seem like as traumatized. Yeah. She seemed more upset with her decision making. Yeah, she looked um, upset but not like traumatized. Right. Um, but I figured it out when he goes and he talks to that doctor and the doctor tells him the story of how she died on the operating table right or on the birthing table i was like she didn't die yeah because it was the way that he was just the way he was, it was so convenient story. like oh yeah. yeah she died and we just didn't tell you and he's right. like well what happened to the kid nah man that kid didn't survive i was like a kid clawed its way out of its mom but drowned on the way out i was like right. nothing about that makes yeah. any sense whatsoever it didn't make sense. and in the comic it's actually different Hmm. in the comic the wife does die she dies right in front of butcher so she sleeps with homelander Mm -hmm. and goes home but ends up becoming pregnant like right off the bat and having the baby right off the bat the baby rapidly grew yeah so i don't think that they're gonna run with that particular course of thinking that the baby rapidly grew because if that was the case then it should have continued continuously rapidly grew over the last eight years yeah i think that she had she had sex and maybe thought maybe she was pregnant maybe realized it maybe they tested her i don't know maybe they test everyone that homelander sleeps with and then they put her in a hiding right i Um, think what happened was that whole scene with her on a bench was her after finding out she was pregnant and that it was probably Homelanders. Yeah. I think she went to Vault or Madeline Stillwater yeah. or whatever, and they were like, all right, bitch, we need to put you in hiding. Yeah. Um, I think so, and too. They, and I think they also wanted to monitor whether or not this 
child would survive right. and all this kind of this stuff. Like, could you have natural time. superheroes? Yeah. Because this whole time they've been manufacturing right. superheroes. And you got to keep that under wraps because if so, exactly. all these superheroes could be going out and creating super babies. You exactly. Know, which you don't and want. And there won't be any no- Okay. Well, all right. We'll continue from this point. I don't know what happened. Okay. Where it stopped, but right. we at least can continue from here. All right. Um, well, just but the audio over. was wanting to play through your microphone. Right. So I don't know where we actually stopped. <laughs> okay. I was watching this for a while, but it right. could have stopped at any point. But um, Where do you but, think we stopped? Uh, I don't know. Let's... All right. So All right. we were actually talking about Starlight. Mm-hmm. You had a, a theory on this with okay. uh, Starlight. So um, that scene where she's just giving up and she's kind of like, fuck it, I'll be what Vault wants mm-hmm. me to be. Like, I'm tired of feeling defeated. She's at this, like, little, I don't know if it's a corporate uh, fundraiser or a cocktail party, whatever. Yeah. Um, Vault's throwing it. Uh, oh, I think it's like a little party to celebrate that they got the government contract. I think so, too. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what it is. Because that's when um, Mr. whatever his name is come down from 86. Mr. Edgar? Is that right? Edgar. Sounds it sounds yeah. right. Oh, wait, hold it's on. It's played I by get it right. uh, Giancarlo Esposito, I believe. Right. Uh, yeah, but I right, think I'll it's find. I think it's Mr. Edgar. Okay, I think it's Mr. Edgar, yeah. who is the CEO of Vault and is feared by even fucking Homelander. So Lord knows what this man did to yeah. um to get that sort of uh yeah. fear of God put into other people. Yeah, especially when Homelander hears his name is just like, yeah, okay, Stan I'll Edgar, do it Mr. Edgar. Okay. So, um who's never shown in the comics, by the way. The entire run hmm. of the comics, they never show his face. So, us seeing him was actually like a big I could have gone either way. Like I I would have never need to see him, but I I also I, I like um the actor who yeah. plays him and I like that they brought him in what last episode? Last episode. Yeah. Um but they also with them killing Stillwell, I don't believe they killed her in the comic either. I'm not she sure. was so trash. I was so glad she was murdered. Yeah. But I, but like I told my husband, like you're supposed to hate her. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious as to what's going to happen to her baby now, though. But anyway, long story short, um, Homelander might raise it. No, he hated that baby. Remember, he True. fucking hated her baby. Yeah. I was actually a little shocked he killed Madeline. I wasn't. I was. I was just like after being betrayed the way that he was, and he was with, lied with, to. He was yeah. lied to. He was betrayed. They kept his kid from him, and he found out the kid was still alive. Because remember, he kills right. that doctor right. who had just lied to him, and he was like, "Your stories were very similar. It was just many details yeah. that were off." And he's like, right. "So then I knew you were both lying." Right. So at that point, it was like, "Man, fuck both of y'all." But right. let me. I'm going to fuck this guy first. Right. Depending on his story, you might get fucked yeah, too. Yeah, he basically and once like he heard tested that, her. He wanted yeah. to see if she would tell the truth and she, and she didn't. And it's like, well, and if that's, that's why case, he killed her. Yeah, He's like, okay. I don't need you. You replaced me with this little baby that you care more about than me and you're lying to Jealous me. And you kept of my baby. But, and on top of that, she kept his own child from him too. Right. I'm not surprised he killed her. I, I love that he shocked. killed her the way was, that he did. I was shocked that... I, I like the way it happened, him yeah. burning her fucking eyeballs out. Yeah. Um, but I was just—I don't know. I thought I thought there was going to be some weird hail mary moment where he tries to save Madeline, or he oh. does save her, or something. Yeah. Like I—I—I I, I think my whole thing is that out of everyone in the cast, Elizabeth Shoes had a long career, and mm-hmm. she's kind of probably the biggest name on the show. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I didn't think they were going to pull a Game of Thrones and Ned Starker. I thought yeah. she'd stick around, but they Ned Stark that Yeah, bitch. she got Ned Stark hard. She did. And so I was hard. like, damn, if they're going to Ned Stark Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the chick from Adventures and Babysitting. Yeah. So um, anyway, there is there's that scene where they're all throwing that um, pat, patting ourselves on the back party. Right. And Starlight's like, fuck it. I'll be whoever they want me to be. Um, and I get why people think she's drunk because she's just a little woozy. Uh, um, and she's... And uh, emotional. And emotional. Yeah. And she's um, outright flirting with this um, Marine who's at the party. Right. And this is after Huey. Uh, she found out who Huey was and what he was doing and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, Side note, I fucking hate when characters don't tell each other the full-on fucking truth. Yeah. When you can just spare yourselves that. Like, you know, she felt used by him. And if he just said, I do love you, I have fallen in love with Mm -hmm. you. However, this is what the corporation you work for is doing. And that's what I was trying to do. I hate that. I I hate that whole just stand there. Yes. And not, exactly. And not say anything. Uh, My uh, husband and I scream at the screen all the time. We're like, say something. Tell me the fucking truth. I actually just played a game that was like that too. Oh, God. Like you're looking for, you're looking, it's called Days Gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're looking for your wife, like as you're in the zombie apocalypse, mm-hmm. and as far as you know, your wife's been dead for a couple years. This is a game. Yeah, Damn. it is a game. It's <laughs> actually really good. Um, right. A little buggy. It was glitchy. They rushed right. it out. But as far okay. as the premise of the game and overall gameplay, good. Right. Point is, in the story, you're just you know a biker. You're drifting. You're just doing your thing. You have your best friend, and you guys are doing your thing. But then you find out that there's a chance your wife might have survived, because. You didn't watch her die. You put her on a plane, mm-hmm. and when you went to meet her where that helicopter landed, it was overrun by zombies. Mm-hmm. Everyone was dead, so you're like, well, she must have died too. Right. Um, later on in the game, you find out she is alive, and you end up finding her. Mm-hmm. But she's working for this like military militia group, blah, blah, blah. Instead of just going and being like, hey, that's my wife. And a character even is talking about how his wife died and mm-hmm. asks you about your wife, and you're like... Yeah, my wife died too. Why not just say, actually, Lieutenant such and such is my wife. That's why I'm here. I'm here right. because that's my wife. Right. They go through this whole thing of keeping secrets because oh, see, you're, you're not supposed to like tell that. people that. You're not supposed to fraternize with each other, blah, blah. But it's like, no, we were married before all of this. Right. We're still married. I will still work with you. But that's still my wife. Right. And then it creates all these other problems because yeah. they just won't say hey, no, we were married before all of this bullshit. Right. And I'm like, dude, why not just say that like outright? I hate secrets and I, miscommunications I, oh, and misunderstandings and everything. And yeah. all my media and movies, TVs, books, all that shit. Like, I don't understand how people read Jane Austen novels because that's all they are. And it's just is. kind of like it, Pride and Prejudice and all that shit. So, so yeah, um... It was really aggravating to watch Huey not fully explain himself. Mm-hmm. And because especially considering that you feel like had he, he would have gotten forgiven by Annie, by Starlight. Yeah. Um, she could have seen, you know, what he was trying to do and say and how he felt. But anyway, um, they, oh, yeah, Huey so, got really close to her. Yeah. They started dating. They slept together. She finds out all this shit with him and his um, involvement with Billy Butcher and the fact that they killed one of the seven Mm -hmm. and this, that, and the four. So she's like, fuck it. I'll be whoever Vault wants me to be. She's flirting with this Marine at a party. She's been drinking a little bit. And halfway through their conversation, she's like, 
holy fuck, I'll be right back. Yeah. And she goes to the bathroom to throw up. Yeah. I get why everybody thinks that she's drunk, but... Which she probably is. She probably is drunk. Drunk. But I don't think that's why. Exactly. She I yes. don't think so. I, yeah. uh, now, we don't know how much time's passed between her when she had sex with Hubie and when she was pregnant. But then again, we also know that like these superheroes could probably like uh, the gestation period for yeah. pregnancy probably moves quickly or probably what have you. Probably moves quicker. They're probably more fertile. But yeah. then on top of that, like you said, the main thing is we don't know the passage of time because exactly. as far as like when we're watching this we're watching this like oh this is all happening in a matter of days or maybe yeah, a couple weeks yeah it looks like we, but uh, there's actually a, a point where yeah. one of them says like this story's been going on for a couple months hmm I could have swore there was like this one I'm part I'm about to rewatch it for yeah that. I could have swore one of the characters actually says you know like we've been doing this for a couple months like hmm. this isn't something that's just been happening over like a week right especially like Homelanders mentions how quickly um, she brings Huey with her to that thing in Kansas to that pray away to gay thing or whatever. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, like he mentions that. Like, yeah, you, you know, you've only been around for a short amount of time. You're already this important. But then after that, there's still like a long passage of time with everything because that race between A-Train I was gonna say the race like it felt like, like it was supposed out. to be weeks yeah. yeah like it spanned out yeah that, that race like was from the time out. they mentioned it from the time the race happens it feels like it should have been weeks yeah it wasn't like yesterday right know? I think all of this stuff took some time right I think it definitely took some time so they gotta do a better a little a little bit better with their passage of time then if it's True. a little confusing like that yeah or, or at least have characters mention it or like do that cheesy thing where you have like a title block. Two weeks Two later. Two weeks later. <laughs> so, anyway, um, so I think she's pregnant. I do, too. I think That was my first thought. Yeah, it was my first my thought. My first thought. And then I saw online people um, debating it. Some people think she's pregnant. Some people think she was just drunk. And I'm just like, nah, homie. Yeah. Um, she's got superpowers. She wouldn't get that tipsy, that litty right. that quick. Well, but she literally she'll definitely said, can get pregnant that quick. But then she also has said, her character said, she's never been sick. And never broken a bone. Right. She says that. Her and I believe her and her moms were talking. And then she about comes that. back to help Huey out of nowhere, which right. leads me to believe this bitch realized she might be pregnant right. and she could save the the father right. of her kid of who's about die. to die. Yeah. It, not for her, A Train would have killed him. Right, yeah, exactly. Easily. <laughs> easily. Um his little, his little heart attack was kind of like a Hail Mary kind of Deus um ex machina thing, but I didn't mind it. Really? What do you mean? Um, so like Deus Ex Machina is basically just, um, um, it's a, it's a writing device that I hate. Um, it's kind of like a video game that I've played. Right. (laughs) So it's basically like your character or your characters are in this no win, hopeless situation. Mm. There's no way to get out of it. But then this miracle happens out of nowhere that rescues them Ah. instead of like you really just being a good writer and just like figuring out how to get them out of it mm-hmm. you have this external force come and save them mm-hmm. and that's kind of um i feel like that's what his heart attack was like because he was very close to killing them and then all of a sudden he has a heart attack because mm-hmm. like first off um his pa- i think his powers are they're too great for uh, starlights like she has fantastic powers and mm-hmm. i think she, oh by the way i think she's the only person that's going to be able to defeat homelander possibly um, uh, i'd but, like to see the captain beat him though 
I don't know how that's going to work. I would, I would like to see the, ca- the captain. Exactly. And I would like to see that character be the one not to kill him, but to hurt him. And then he then he starts to realize like, oh, I fucked up. I created this that's monster that I can't even beat. Right. Like I, I would I would thoroughly enjoy if that was the arc for season two. Because mm-hmm. he, he's gone into this thinking, I'm creating these villains to further my own interests well further mm-hmm. Voss interests but also mine mm-hmm. and not thinking about anything that can happen to him because as far as he knows he's invincible he's untouchable mm-hmm. nothing has ever hurt him and nothing can ever hurt him but then to find out he's created something that can I mean that that the captain withstood the blast that was actually he didn't even withstand the blast he created it mm-hmm. he was the bomb that yeah. blew up in yeah. that in that building or whatever what if whatever force that he uses to do that hurts Homelander? And it's the first time Homelander's been hurt. Mm. And then it starts to make him realize, well, now he's going to need help. But at this point, he's now that he's been so arrogant and that no one can touch him, because now he's not going to listen to Edgar, you know, Mr. Mm. Edgar or whatever. He's not going to listen to him. He's going to be like, you guys are I only still like around because of me. I would like the idea, though, of him and everyone else still being terrified of Mr. Edgar. Only because... No matter how fucking badass you think you are, somebody signs your checks. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. money talks a lot, even to superheroes, uh-huh. especially in this universe. Plus, I'd like to find out that Mr. Edgar actually has power. How did they even come up with Compound V? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, what if Not that a superpower, was... but like... No, I'd like for him built... to have some kind of superpower. See, I wouldn't. Not I like want a, him to not, be a not normal, like an end-all... shitty billionaire. Nah, I don't want him to have an end-all superpower like he's just this omnipotent being. Like, mm-hmm. you already have Homelander who kind of checks those boxes of the Superman. Right. I'm saying I would like for him to have a power. Nah. And that's where Compound V was derived from. Like, he was like, I can make this... I can monetize this. Whatever this well, I mean, is. That's that, like, interesting maybe, if maybe, maybe Compound V's like his blood or something right, like, like some, that. Like him, his but ability I to like heal. I like him just being or... a normal man that terrifies people who aren't normal. Uh, I, I, just I by the simple fact that he's just rich. I get it, but I, I also, I don't feel like that's enough for this I show. I think it is. When you hold somebody's future in the palm of your hands, right, but it's it a also, big deal. But also there are characters that have been created that are like that in comics. I mean, I've read a ton but of Homelander's comics nothing without Vought and Vought's nothing without Mr. Right, Edgar. Right, but you I don't think you're fully getting what I'm saying. Okay. I'm saying if his power is like like eternal life or, or something like that or the ability to heal, but he's not like what I'm saying, I don't want him to be a grandiose power. No, I don't I want understand. him to have yeah. a big power. I just want him to have some kind of power that gave him the insight to build that fortune. So even though physically He's not dangerous. Physically, he can't do anything to you. But you make him a character like... um, uh, I don't know the character's name in DC Comics. Um, But there's a character in DC's comics. He was the first super-powered human. And he's been around since the prehistoric age. Hmm. Like, he was right next to a meteor that landed. Or he touched a meteor that landed. And what it did is it changed his physiology where he became immortal. Like, mm-hmm. he can't die, and he doesn't age. He stays the same age forever, mm-hmm. and he's been around for a million years plus mm-hmm. and seen all these different civilizations. That's what makes him so powerful because he's extremely rich, he's extremely intelligent, mm-hmm. and he can't die. Mm-hmm. I think so for a character like Homelander, yeah, you signed my checks, but I can still wipe you out and get someone else in place 
who can sign mm-hmm. my checks. Mm-hmm. But if the person who signs your checks can't die, so you can't hurt them, mm-hmm. that's scarier. Because then you still, okay. you still have to follow them now because you can't just say, well, because that's what he just did to Madeline or Mallory mm-hmm. Stillwell, whatever her name is. He wiped her out. She was yeah. supposed to take over. Right. She told him, I'm taking Mr. Egger's spot. And he wiped her out. Like, mm-hmm. he just got rid of her. So in his eyes, I can replace any of you. And someone will still sign my checks. You'll pay me whatever I want you to pay me. Mm-hmm. Period. Right. But if the person paying it is someone you cannot ever get rid of, mm-hmm. that's terrifying. Because that's that person will yeah. always hold that over you. Because no matter how long you live, he's going to live longer or she's going to live longer. And even if right. it's not Edgar, maybe it's someone else that he's under. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's just a figurehead. You know what I mean? But right. That's what I want to be like that end all. Like, how do you stop someone who can't be stopped, mm. but they have all this power because they've, they've amassed all of this wealth and intelligence over thousands or hundreds of years? And mm-hmm. it's like, how do you beat someone like that? Right. That's a fascinating no, it is. villain for me. Right. Um, and, I, and I like if it when it's done right. His only superpower is that he can't die. That's fucking dope. That's what I like. That's what I like because then you. That's part of what I believe. Because I would is, love to see Homelander burn his face out, and then his face just more. That's back. what I'm saying. Because that power—that's the power that uh, Kimiko has. Yeah, she can regenerate. The noir like yeah. sliced her open, and it just healed. Right. So you know that power is out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. You know that it can happen. That's what has made Wolverine so popular. That he's lived like two, three hundred years or something Legit, like that. Though, I think that's not. always been my issue with Wolverine. It's just kind of like. He don't die. He don't die. Yeah. And it's kind of annoying to have a superhero that doesn't really have a weakness. But he does. Like, he can still be defeated. He can still be in prison. He just don't die. And then on top of that, but that also creates where a lot of his turmoil comes from. Because every time he cares about someone, they die. Mm -hmm. It isn't just, oh, I care about someone and they fuck up and leave my life. Like, he's cared about people and they just keep dying in front of him over and over and over. So he feels cursed. So that's why he has that, like, stay away from me mentality. Because, like, I don't want to care for you because you're going to die one day. Right. And I'm going to be stuck with the memory of you, but you're right. gone. Okay. You know, that creates another dynamic. Right. But the flip side of that is a villain who knows they can't die, so they fear nothing. Right. Even the people who are under them who fear nothing fear them. Mm-hmm. Or some of them don't fear them because they don't know how powerful they are. But the moment they find out how powerful that person is... The dynamic shifts and it's like right. you see these people who are like untouchable just crumble because they're like oh shit like there's no hope i'll never get away from you right like, I, I, that's so fascinating to me I, i'd okay. love to see them do that with the show but we'll see right we'll but, see no that's interesting i like that I, yeah. I i wouldn't mind if if his only power is that he can't die and that is terrifying uh, when you pit it against somebody who who kills people yeah. like homelander uh, to advance what he wants and you can't kill this one person who you thought you didn't need but yeah you fucking need yeah yeah um not only does he sign your paycheck he signs all the exactly he signs all the he's been signing he signed the first paycheck that was ever signed that's how long (laughs) he's been around you know what i mean like no i'm with you yeah i would love to see that yeah so that's interesting but yeah i i think um I think Annie's pregnant. I like to see how that comes um, yep. about in season two. I hope the hell I'm right because that's going to be fucking interesting. Yeah. The thing I, um, that I think the main reason why I like the show and I just thought about it now is that 
This show spins a lot of plates, mm -hmm. and you would expect it to be messy and fall apart, and mm -hmm. it actually does a really good job. Yeah. Like we just said, there's a million um, revelations and reveals. Um, there's not that many characters, but they all have their own shit going, and it gels nicely. Mm -hmm. Like it's it it's a good show, yeah. and um, check it out. I mean, yeah. all eight episodes. Yeah, on all Amazon eight episodes. Right I look now. forward to. Next season coming out, they said that it should be out pretty much the same time as season one came out. Um, so episode, a full year? Episode, yeah, a full year. Episode one that is already sense. completed. I mean, like, none of these actors are big names, so I'm pretty yeah. sure it's not like they're going to run off and do another project right. and we have to do, have a two-year gap. Right. Um, and Which is happening with Mindhunter right now, which is disappointing. I don't know what that is, but okay. Oh, it's a show on Netflix. Check it out. Um, first two seasons are on. So anyway, yeah, uh, boys on Amazon, please yeah. check it out. We nerded out really hard about yes. it. Yes, this has been back on our bullshit. Check us out on Instagram, back on underscore our underscore bs, and on Twitter it will be back on our bs all underscored. Mm -hmm.